Hey, so today's guest is um, someone I I actually got a chance to see years ago fight Roxanne Modafari, and I love this woman. She's a pioneer in women's mixed martial arts. She um, is a veteran with a 22 to uh, and five record. I mean, like she's seriously one of the most noted American mixed martial artists and grappler of her time. Uh, I'd like to welcome Tara LaRosa. Hey, hey, hey. This is Evolve WMMA. And I'm your host, Shelly Devine. So we are on. We're live. Hey. <laughs> live, but we're live. Read on. Where we're going to be. So, <laughs> It has been, I think, almost, honest to God, like eight years. Yes. Yes. Like crazy. I think I saw you down um, in uh, Atlantic City is the last uh-huh. time I saw you for a fight. And I, I can't remember who it was. I think it was, um, I don't know who you were fighting. I know you won. but That was, it was after the Roxanne Montefiore fight, right? Yeah, that was Moosin. And then this one was. Hitomi Akano. Yes. Yeah, it was Satomi Akano in the, um, um, uh, not the, not the Taj Mahal. Um, it was right around there though. And I, yeah, uh, the promotion, yeah. this, I, I don't even remember what the promotion was. Damage MMA. Yeah, they're gone. They were one and done. They got me some big fancy belt and then that was it. That was, yeah. I broke the bank. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I have a terrible history of, I, I mean, it's almost like a curse. I shut down shows. Like people sign me or I get up with some show and then I fight for them and then they fold. I'm like, damn it. What in the hell? <laughs> I'm bad luck. It was, it was, no, it was all just the start of it. Cause I, I used to think like a similar thing, but it was just, you know, we were paving the way. We all, oh, yeah. we did our part. For what, what is there, you know, what's now, you know, like what, what's available to women now. So we, we just kind of helped bring that and you were a big part of it. And for my guest, I, I would like to welcome Tara LaRosa. She's a pioneer in women's MMA, huge, huge, you know, like did so much. <laughs> you had like 25 or 22 22 wins and only five losses in, in a, yeah. a ramp. The five losses came at the end. I they rained were, for a while. <laughs> rained for quite a while. I rained for a while. Tough yeah. fights, had tough opponents. Uh, you had a great run, that's for sure. <laughs> it was a good time. It was fun. <laughs> it, it definitely was. I had fun coming to, to watch the fights, too. I think um, the, the real big one that um, I saw you fight at was in Moosin with um, Rock, Roxanne. Roxanne. That was a fun one because you guys really brought to the table. It was like uh, one of those ones that really got kind of, it was, it was out there more globally and you guys, uh, it was like the best fight of the year for women's uh, mixed martial arts. And yeah, it was. It, it, and, it did and, get fight of the year. And you both had some theatrics going into it. Ah, <laughs> as we're friends. Like we're pretty good friends. Oh, yeah. It was an, I was just... I, I remember being so pissed off before that fight because, I mean, you get there and you're, you know, fight mode and you're, like, I'm focused and whatever, and they hand me these bubblegum pink gloves. And I'm like, <laughs> Why did they do are that? you handing me pink gloves because I'm a chick? 
is everybody wearing these gloves? I, I have like this terrible allergic reaction to pink. I hate pink. I hate being, just because I'm a female, yeah. I, I must love pink or I must be, um, I don't know, something pink. I'm not, I can't, know it just, it annoys me. That. That, it's one of those little irks. It's one thing if they, if, if, if it's you and you, you want the pink and you like pink, but if they're just handing it to you to say here. Yeah, some people embrace it, but I'm not, I mean, I'm not a feminist, not at all. I'm not a bra burner or women's lib or none of that shit, but God damn it, don't define me by a color. Like that just annoys the shit out of me. That's what that's one of my one of those little pet peeves in life that I have. Some people have pet peeves about uh, people making left turns. I don't know, and people have weird pet peeves about different sounding words. That's just my pet peeve is pink. I don't like pink. Ugh. I, I'm going to have to look back <laughs> at that and see and look at the pictures because I have some of the original photographs from that. Um, I oh, yeah. They're prominent. Photographing. And <laughs> they were really good. We get, we get some great ones of you guys. But, like, I, I don't remember pink gloves. I oh, I do. I'm going to have to look. I'm like, oh, crap. I was so, f I was incensed. Did, did Roxanne have pink gloves, too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They made us wear pink gloves. Everybody else had regular gloves. I thought maybe they thought that we were they were doing us some kind of favor or some shit. Well, I was just I like, I'm just from from like where were they from? <laughs> they were from like you know Moosin. It was it was it wasn't it wasn't it was over in was it an Asian company? I don't, I think so. I'm not sure. Was it from Japan <clears throat> or China? Maybe it was. I I'm not sure. It, I, but I mean, I'm sure they had somebody. They had somebody American. Yeah, um, I, handling a lot of things and probably the little logistics of gathering gloves and, and equipment and stuff, whatever. It's so. crazy. I don't remember you having pink gloves, but that's the funniest thing. I'm going to be like, oh my word. I mean, what a silly thing that to get annoyed about, but was, you know. Yeah, that was a just, little, uh, it kind uh, of was a little sexist. <laughs> I, I mean, I it think is. there was a lot of, it was, um, I can't remember who was on the main, like on the, the, um, the, the main event, but I, I remember there being a lot. Pujanowski. Pujanowski and uh, Tim Sylvia. Tim Sylvia. There was a lot yeah. of um, people from Poland, I think, because they had a lot yeah. of flags. Oh, his, name is, his name is, I think it's, fuck, what was his first name? Marius? Andre? Marius something? Pujanowski. And okay. he was the strongman. He was yeah. like, he won the strongman contest. He was big, yeah, big deal in, in Poland. Yeah, yeah. He seemed like a nice guy. Yeah. You know, but that's like what he came in from. It was like a big deal, and they, they made a big deal about it. And then, um, and Tim Sylvia for him, because that was the first time that I kind of formally met Tim Sylvia, yeah. which is weird because I mean, I've been in the sport for so long, and I just met him right. in 2010, which is kind of weird. Yeah. So, yeah. It he turns out to be way cool. Like, I love Tim, Timmy. He's awesome. Yeah. So, it was, it was, a, it was fun. Like, it was yeah. fun. Like, Roxanne was still living in Japan at that time, and she brought me a bunch of little, like, goodies and knickknacks and stuff from oh, nice. Japan. And then, like, I know that she loves wheat thins and a couple different things, so I brought her wheat thins, and we brought them to, like, weigh-ins. It was just fun. It was a good time. Like, Oh, yes. It was awesome. And then I got hometowned. Yeah. <sighs> I got hometowned because we fought in Massachusetts. 
which is our home state. Right. Yeah, whatever. It's whatever. So, eh. Anyway. Yeah. I, that know, was interesting. I, I've been kind of like just doing a, a quick little research of you of the, of the last, you know, maybe few months and you have been at the center of some controversial, like, you know, just a few, oh, yeah. some trolling. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm it, all out oh, there. How did, how did you find yourself in the middle of all that with that guy? And, 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 uh, how did um, you out? I just, it started kind of like as a joke. Sorry, my cauliflower ears are not allowing these earbuds to stay in. Have serious problems. You have fighter issues. Fighter life. Yeah. Um, okay, so recently, like, I guess for like the past year, I've been really, really, like, very, like, anti Antifa and everything like that. Like, I've gotten sort of political. It's a little weird. I, it's, it's a strange thing for, like, fighter to fucking get into. Is, oh, who am I? I'm obviously not very, I'm not that intelligent. I'm really not. Yeah, but who has the, the state of things, like, you know, who, you know, with... The- it affects everybody. It's thrown up in our faces. Yes. Everybody, everywhere. School teachers and fighters and, and garbage men and, and city workers and anybody, anywhere. It's just there. Everything is. But anyway, this whole thing started as some kind of... I don't think it was political, but it was in, in the vein of it. Um, this this guy from Florida was talking a whole lot of shit. Like this this internet troll was stalking these different forums and stuff, and he was talking about how women have no business learning martial arts as self defense because it's only going to endanger them further because they're weak and they can't. It, it's useless to try and use it against a, a stronger, bigger man and all this shit. <laughs> like, <sighs> yeah. to an extent. Yes. To an extent, I agree. I agree that, too. Okay. One of the things that I agree with is that you can't take a two-hour self-defense seminar and expect to be able to handle yourself in any kind of situation. Yeah. And if you think that you can then that that mentality is like a false sense of security. And so you may get yourself into deeper shit if you think that you can handle some kind of physical confrontation instead of running the fuck away, locking yourself in the car, calling the cops, or some other form of getting getting over it, getting around it. You have to have some wherewithal. So, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, people that are, like, lifetime martial artists, even then, we, we find ourselves in some bad situations. I have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been doing martial arts and self-defense and every kind of combat art since 1995, and I wound up in a really bad situation in 2012. Really? Yeah, so martial arts isn't an end-all, be-all. But to well, say to that back. women shouldn't do martial arts because they're – they're physically inferior is bullshit. Yeah. And so I guess this guy was stalking all these forums and stuff and saying all this stuff. And finally he, he barked up the right or wrong tree. I don't know. And this guy was just like, you know what? Why don't we test your theory? Why don't we test your theory? Cause I guess this, this dude was saying, 
well, not all men are stronger and faster, but I am, and I'm not trained, but I could handle a woman even if she's trained in martial arts, blah, 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 blah. If she's the same weight and the same size, and she's trained, I would be able to take her. I was like, oh, boy. So I saw all this, and I saw the, the big shit about it, and I thought it was a joke, and I was like, this is dumb. Because they were trying to get, they are looking for a female fighter to fight this guy, like an exhibition kind of thing. Yeah, and what he said, just so our viewer, our listeners uh, know, he said 99.9% of women um, experience some, well, actually, no, what did he say? Oh, 99% of men would beat 99% of women in a fight. And then yeah. the statistics are 99.9% of women experience some form of sexual assault. And um, to me, it starts out very young. That's my, my thought on it. So yeah. women should be learning self-defense. So Something, anyways, yeah. back to the story. Anyway, so this guy's been shooting his mouth off and there's some nationwide search for a female fighter that'll take on this internet troll. And I was absolutely disgusted by it. Matter of fact, I think I made some kind of either a Facebook post or Twitter post making fun of it. And like, I was like, it's yeah. stupid. Battle of the sexes is dumb. Not into it. Whatever. Yeah. So I forgot about it. It was, it was a, like a, a, a shit post, you know, one that you don't pay much attention to. Nothing right. ever comes of it. So months later, no. <laughs> months later, see, this is the story of my life. Story of my fucking life. Seriously. Months, <laughs> months later, I get tagged in to this conversation on Facebook by one of my friends who apparently has been following this whole charade. Oh and the original chick that they got to do this fight or whatever got injured and had to pull out. And then they found another chick. And then she got injured and pulled out. And they, like, my friend threw my name in there. Like, well, Tara LaRosa could do it. I was like, oh. You're like, so I'm dismissive. Oh, completely dismissive. I made the post saying, well, yeah, I'd do it, but I probably have too much experience for this. You know, being, I was, it was kind of meant as kind of a shitty oh, tweet. Yeah. And so the guy contacted me, and, well, we wound up doing it. <laughs> and I wound up being the chick that they had that had the martial arts experience and fighting this guy. But it was, I mean, yes, fighting this guy, okay, but it was more a sparring match. Yeah. That's what it was, or training, whatever you want to call it. It was not, like, a fight. But they wanted to do it on on Facebook and live and shit like that and whatever. And so they flew me down to Florida. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They had gotten <clears throat> a dojo. They found a dojo that had a facility like mats and stuff or whatever, oh, wow. you know? Oh yeah. Flew me down to Florida. Me, my boyfriend, my coach flew us down, put us up in a hotel. Um, so we we're going to do this. I was on my way to the venue and this guy who set the whole thing up called me and told me the cops are here. They're shutting it down. Oh, Cause they knew how did they find 
because somebody from the gym that owned the gym got all weirded out by it and everything. And so they called the athletic commission and the athletic commission called the cops and says that there is an illegal fight ring or an illegal unsanctioned fight going on. And so, and the cops came by and threw their weight around as, as sometimes overzealous power tripping cops do. Yeah. Um, not all, but there's a few out there. They're mainly in New Jersey. But anyway, um, (laughs) and so shut it down where I was like, oh yeah, because now you've just challenged me. Now you've just challenged me and you've challenged my, my rights, I guess. I don't know how else to put it. So I'm like, a mm. for you even. Oh, I'm just, uh, I'm so wrapped up in this political shit. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. But I'm just, uh, maybe well, this is what happens when you turn 40. I don't know. Uh, because I did and now I'm just like, politics, politics. I'm like, uh, I have better things in my life to worry about. I really should. Yeah. <laughs> so this happened and it didn't go down and then we all everybody flew home and everything and whatnot and so we scheduled it for a later date because i was bound and determined to make this shit happen now so then we found a gym somewhere else in a different state and we did it there cool yeah i, I, I saw the video and and you totally like kicked the kids <laughs> but well the thing was i didn't want to throw punches. I didn't want to throw strikes because I wanted, for my own personal thing, I don't really care what anybody else had to say about this. I really don't care what anybody else's yeah. agenda was or if they wanted to see some kind of knockdown, drag out, busting teeth and breaking eyeballs and shit. I, I, I'm not about it. Yeah. I've also bounced. I've also worked security. And the best way to remove someone or to quell a conflict is not with punches and strikes. Yeah. That just creates more more issues and more chaos and turmoil you friggin want to get the person under control and get them out quickly Mm -hmm. that's how it works in a self-defense situation you don't strike and turn it into some kind of a a combat fight you don't want that at all you want to get the fuck away that's the goal so i treated this as that kind of a situation this guy wasn't trained so I didn't really know what he was coming with. I didn't know if he was going to try and like bite me or pull my hair or try to rip my eyeballs out or what the fuck yeah. he was going to do. Yeah. I didn't care. I needed to get this thing over with. Right. So myself, I decided I wasn't going to throw punches. No strikes. So I didn't. Well, I call a lot of shit for that. So everybody's like, you didn't even try to punch him. This is just a <laughs> grappling match. <clears throat> yeah, well, That's I fucking needed. subdued his ass, didn't I? I came out unscathed, no damage. That's the, that's the objective. Exactly. So that's, that's how it went down. Um, I didn't give him a chance to throw punches. And he didn't know what to do once we got to the ground. He had no idea what the fuck to do. He was on top of me at one point, so he thought that he was in an advantageous position. I just waited for his weight to shift, get out from under him, and put him on the mat. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And that's, that's, that's how it works with people who are untrained. They don't understand about leverage and advantageous, advantageous positions and positions of dominance and control. They don't know anything about that. 
And that's what we do, especially in jujitsu, especially in grappling, judo. It's not about punching somebody's lights out. It's about controlling them, mm. knowing the, the threat, and then getting the fuck away. Yeah, or isolating so, even a body part to damage it so then you can get away. Yes, exactly. Or, or choke a motherfucker out and leave him laying there face down and walk away. Yeah. That's, that's, what, I, that's what I believe. That's how it works for me. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's the story of the internet troll. And actually, I guess we kind of became friends after that. He wants a rematch. I'm just like, come on, dude, stop it. Well, to he, stop he it. think that his cardio was... He um, thought it was cardio issue. Which, I mean, I think, you know, could be, you know, could be, you know, a, a difference between the sexes, you know, if, if the guy was conditioned. But to say that women should well, he, train at all in yeah. martial arts is really yeah. the ignorant thing to say to it's, women. And martial arts is more than just exactly. self-defense. Martial arts is a way to stay involved with com your community. It's a way of, like, I don't know, um, well, staying in shape without Absolutely. pushing weights around a gym or running on a treadmill, because who the hell likes doing that shit? Absolutely. You know? And it's just, it's a, just a more healthy way. You know, it's great for your confidence, too. Exactly. I mean, just knowing that, just knowing that you have the tools to possibly get yourself out of a bad situation. I'm not saying all, all situations because, I mean, jujitsu doesn't stop a bullet. Yeah. You know, whatever. But, you know, it's, it's great for your self-confidence and, and for being fit and in shape and, you know, in tune with your community. Yeah. So there's a lot of things. Absolutely. You had mentioned that you had an, an altercation um, in 2012. So, do you mind yeah. sharing that? What what happened? I was <clears throat> I was dating a guy uh, up in Washington State, and it was a new relationship. We had been dating for like three months, and um, he was wanting me to kind of like move into his apartment. It was bizarre. I was like, it was a little much. It was a little fast. I had my own apartment, mm -hmm. so he wanted me to leave things like change of clothes and different stuff or whatever at his apartment. I was like, all right, fine, whatever. So I found out that he was banging somebody else, a couple somebody else's. And I was like, well, that's not really part of the deal. So I kind of went out of this. So I went to his apartment to get all my shit that was still there. And he locked me out. Hmm. <sighs> okay. I, suspect that I probably he had somebody in there at the time or whatever. I was like, all right, whatever. So I came back later to get my stuff. And when I did, I went in and of course words were exchanged. Lots of words were exchanged and I'm just as sharp with my tongue as I am with my, <laughs> my striking. Yeah. Um, he ended up pushing me. Uh, because I was trying to get past him. He was blocking my way to go through the, from the bedroom out into the main room because I had all my shit in my arms. And um, he ended up blocking my way, and I just tried to push past him. He pushed me. I was like, uh, this can't be good. So I dropped all my stuff, and then grabbed, he grabbed the hold of me. And then 
I don't even fucking remember how it happened. It was so goddamn chaotic. Yeah. Like it was, it was kind of nuts. Anyway, he ended up throwing a punch at me so hard that he cracked the, he cracked the drywall. Oh, wow. Like he missed me barely and cracked the drywalls. He hit the fucking wall instead. Mm. And I was like, oh shit. Like I've never had anybody swing at me that hard before in my entire life. Not in training, not in a fight, not in anything. And if he, he had connected, it would have splattered my face all over the wall and probably put me out. Wow. It was, and, and by this time I'd been, this is 2012. I'd been training since 1995. Yeah. So that's kind of a while. I, yeah. I think, I don't know. What's that? 17 years. You got skills. Yeah. 17 years. <laughs> So my, my first instinct with having been trained with training and knowing my shit, you know, and ranges and distances, close the distance on this guy so he can't hit me anymore. Because he's obviously, he was like six foot, six foot one, something like that, 190, I don't know. Yeah. Obviously bigger than me. Yeah. So immediate threat, immediate danger, close the distance so he can't do damage until I can fucking clearly get the fuck away it's just him and me in an apartment there's there's no help coming there's no bystanders to break this up there's nothing no referee no no ref <laughs> no nothing like that the judges aren't cage side yeah no help so yeah oh, so he ended up he like i grabbed the hold of his hoodie and kind of sort of buried my face sort of and so with that, he stepped back and, like, put his hands on the back of my head and brought a knee up and fucking kneed me in the face. Oh, God. Well, he kneed me in the face. I was kind of walking forward at the same time so that upward motion on my upper body with my legs coming forward sent me backwards and through the door of the office area his office that he had in, you know, in the apartment. And so uh, after that, he stood over top of me and was saying the stuff. He was like, something like, I'm going to call the police and they're going to side with me. You're a professional fighter. I'm defending myself. All this shit that he's saying like, as I'm laying on the floor and he's standing over me, acting like he's going to hit me again. Like, and by that time, I had, like, my, my, my guard up, my feet between me and him. Like, I was ready for him to pounce on me or something. Mm. And so he, I guess, disappeared into the other room. And I fucking quick as shit got up, grabbed all of my shit, and fucking left. Got out of there and fucking got down to my truck and threw stuff in the truck and got the fuck out of there. So yeah, scary situation. Yeah, that is terrible. But that's but that's the kind of shit that happens. That's the yeah. kind of situation that people find themselves in. That's instead a real of, life. Yeah. And instead of throwing punches back, hmm. I grabbed the hold of him to close the distance. Most people would have either cowered or tried to throw punches back. You try to throw punches back against somebody who's stronger and faster and all you're not gonna lose. I don't care. You're going to lose. It doesn't matter who you are, yeah. whether you're a guy, girl, yeah. trans, whatever fucking gender you identify as. I don't care. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's a bad situation. A bad situation can happen to any of us. Absolutely. So, but 
if I had taken a two-hour seminar, I wouldn't have been able to fucking navigate through a situation like that. But since I had 17 years of martial arts, I think I came out the best of it that I, I could have. The situation happened for the best. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what it basically so, comes down to is your instincts kick in and, and you made the decision yes. not to stay and fight with him. Oh, get the <laughs> you, fuck you out. Get the hell out. Yeah, that's, that's your number one priority as you know, as as a person that's being you know attacked. Yeah, uh, is is to get out. But um, yeah, do you do you think um, if if you didn't know what you know, say through your martial arts training, that you would have that things could have gone worse? Like you know, are you oh, things would have been way worse. Yes. Yeah, like you would have come out of it maybe ending up in the hospital or something. Oh yeah, like that. yes. Because he was intent on doing damage. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm not gonna say like I I said some. I mean, there were words exchanged. Like I said, I have a sharp tongue. Yeah. And the words that I was th- that I was throwing at him were meant to cut. Yeah. They were meant to hurt, and that's yeah. what I that's what I did. Yeah. And shit escalated. You know, in a <laughs> looking back on it, I should have gone to the cops and had a police escort. And gone and gotten my shit and got out of there, whatever. But who the fuck thinks of doing that beforehand? Yeah. Whoever who who anticipates a situation like this if there's never been any kind of violence or turmoil like this before? Mm. You know? And then I guess in hindsight, what else could I have done? I could have kept my fucking mouth shut. I could have not said anything. I couldn't have thrown the insults at him that I did and just quietly gotten my shit and left. But, you know, it is what it is. But I got out relatively unscathed. <laughs> Except for the knee to the face, which kind of sucked. But whatever. Yeah, wow. Could have been a lot worse. Yeah, so, I mean, looking at, like, this, this um, uh, you know, th- this, this episode that you had with, with this guy and in um, – a sparring match with him and then you had actually an altercation years ago yeah. i mean did that kind of like did that bring up a little bit like because you, you knew what it is to be on the the receiving end you know being a, a woman being you know you know some some big huge guy coming at you mm-hmm. and him saying well martial arts isn't a good thing you know, for women to do, I mean, what would you, I mean, what was the, the big takeaway when, with him? Cause I mean, you see the video and stuff, he's still kind of like, yeah, you couldn't do whatever. That's his ego. It, it's because yeah, he's got it, this it, big giant ego. That martial arts would be good for a woman to take because it's, you know, you're going to, you're going to be working the stress response. I mean, you had to, you had to deal with that. This guy coming at you, your fight or flight instincts coming in and you constantly as a fighter, you know how to deal with that. Where I know in the past, like this is another subject for, for women is most women. Um, I think in his statements, he had said something like, um, one in six women or some, some article was one in six women are altercated. I'm like, I beg to differ. It's every single woman has been somehow at some point in your life at some point in their life has been assaulted or harassed in in a really negative way where they were afraid for themselves and and i i i wouldn't even you know i was thinking well maybe it's one in two but 
I, I bet you if I went down the street, I could ask everyone and they say, yes, this happened to me, this happened to me, or this happened to me. Because I know it's happened to me more than once. And, and I know like other people, it, it's, it, it just has to. I, I just think it's just yeah. out there. That, that whole Me Too thing coming out in this last year. There's a lot, a lot yeah. of things that people, people just don't. And it's not always, it's, it's not always physical. Yeah, I mean, the Me Too hashtag that I put up that pertained to me, it happened at Moosin. Yeah. Like, the doctor, the yeah. fucking doctor that was there to do the pre-fight physicals, the pre-fight exams, insisted that Roxanne and I, I sub submit to a breast exam. I was like, why didn't you... There, number one, this is not in the, the medical requirements yeah. for any state. There's no breast exam required for any fucking state. And if you really wanted this to go down, if you wanted this to happen, it should have been part of my medical packet that you sent to me to have done. I would have gone to my OBGYN and I would have gotten a mammogram. But you didn't do that because you want to just take us in the bathroom, take off our shirts and, and feel us up. And that's exactly what it was. And I raised holy fucking shit about it. And the guy said, oh, well, then you're not going to fight. Okay, so I'm cutting weight. I've been training for two months, and I've flown me and my team. We've flown all the way up there. We've invested all of our time and a lot of money into the training camp. And for a doctor to say that, it's a, it's a power play. And it's, I mean, wh what the fuck do you say? Of course you want to fight. And so you just, what are you going to do? You're not going to fight? It's just, I was incensed i was furious it's crazy I, I i hope you know like when that's that's, that's a it's a mild me too it's a mild me too i yeah get, like, completely but, i'm not victimized or anything like that but i mean yeah, but still it affects it's annoying you in your in the in your work environment yeah you're working you're there to earn money and then you have this creepo you know pulling this stunt on you and he's in a position of supposable power so it's yeah. really nasty and, yeah. and, you know, I don't think it's happening as much as it did back when you were coming up, you know, and, and we were kind of, you know, people were paving the way for, for these opportunities that women have now in. Oh my God. It was, today. it was probably worse back then. It, oh it, yeah. Totally. Chicks worse. would have like, to sleep with promoters or sleep yeah. with managers and sleep with Absolutely. matchmakers to get on a show. Yeah. There's rumors that there's this one chick that everybody thinks is like the holy shit. She used to snort coke off a of promoter's dicks. No. To get fights. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so highly revered. Steroid oh. monkey, too. Completely. Oh, If wow. people only knew. <laughs> it's just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So, but and no, it's not cyborg. It's, it's not. No. Not at all. Yeah. But that's what it took for, for women to get there. I was often thinking yeah. about... Um, this archetypal force called, you know, the prostitute. And it, in some ways, it, it, it put women in this prostitute kind of position to become what they needed to become. Say, not just in this sport, mm -hmm. but in, in like, say, the Hollywood, what the women had to do. To oh, my God. Yeah. Be. And why is that? I mean, do we, 
you know, as, as human beings, do, do men come up against that at all? Do they have to sell themselves? And what I mean by the prostitute is selling yourself somehow sexually. They definitely do. Where you want to be. And sex is energy. Mm -hmm. It's now that things have come out, there are men that are, have been victimized as well. Yeah. It's so gross, but there are men that have had to go through some shit, do some things that they probably rather not do to get roles and to get parts or to get, you know, modeling gigs or whatever. It's, it's just the way the world, it seems because it's coming out in like every culture from top to bottom, you know, rich to poor and anybody like it's, uh, who knew? <laughs> who knew exactly. how deep it was? Exactly. It's as deep as the deep state. <laughs> well, I think we kind of knew it was deep, but nobody really talked about it. And I think, yeah. you know, that, that whole, um, you know, video that you did with this guy and kind of, you know, you know, submitted him and he gassed and stuff. It just kind of went on to prove that, you know what, women do have power you're a powerful woman and you don't need to be, you know, degraded or, or told, no, um, you shouldn't do this because you're not going to be able to get anywhere anyways, because we're always going to dominate because we're men and we're stronger and whatever. But it comes down yeah. to a lot more than that. You can intimidate a guy through, through, you know, just your, your presence and they may back off from, from doing that. They may not. I don't, I don't, I don't know <laughs> but, about that, but okay. Well, I, <laughs> not I, nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I think they might in some, some regards. It depends on the guy, not all guys. I, I have a personality that – I have a, a bold personality, I guess. I have a big personality that, that projects – I don't know, projects, that's what it does. <laughs> projects. I guess, I don't want to say project strength because I'm just like, I'm no Joan of Arc, okay? That's not me. You have but, a lot of energy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not the meek little wallflower or the little church mouse that is more likely to be taken advantage of. Yeah. I'm loud and proud, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what you'd call it, but... Well, you can back yourself up, too, you know? Like, I mean... Yeah. I project an air of being able to back myself up. And that's a lot of what I feel like in self-defense. It's the way that you project yourself. It's the energy that you have about you. It's not that you could punch a hole in somebody's face or rip their arm off or choke them to sleep. It's not that. It starts first off with the projection of you, how you walk through the parking lot. How you walk through the mall. It's, are, you, are you head up, meeting people's uh, eye to eye. eyes, eye to eye, smile, wave, yes. nod, something like that? That's enough. Yes. Just a smile or a nod is enough to freaking deter somebody. Because when you make eye contact with somebody like that, they know that you've seen them now. You can describe them. And that will maybe, they'll pass on you. Maybe they'll look for somebody else. But still. You know, it's, it's stupid little shit like that, that is like the first thing in self-defense. That's what needs to be taught, not poke them in the eyes and kick them in the nuts. Self-awareness yeah. and spatial awareness and environmental awareness, not environment like go save the fucking ecosystem. It's not that. 
But it's, where's the door? <laughs> yeah. Where's the door? Where's the nearest exit? Yeah. Where did I park in the parking lot? Did I park up toward the front? Did I park in the back where all the lights are off? You know, am I, am I walking close to the cars? Don't walk close to the fucking cars. Somebody could jump out and snatch you. Walk down the center of the fucking aisle, you know, of the driveway. Duh, it's common sense shit. Have your keys out and your clicker ready to open the, your vehicle and get in it. Yeah. Don't dilly-dally. Don't be staring into your damn phone. It's, this is stupid shit. Easy, easy shit. These are just habits that can keep you safe. Yeah. Don't go places where you're not supposed to be. Yeah. Good Christ. I mean, have some common sense. It's, a lot of it's about common sense. It's, it's not about physical prowess or, right. or choking and punching right. at all. Everybody wants it to be because, yeah, that's the fun part. Right. Yeah. One of the things, though, too, that I've noticed, though, when I, I stop training and then I get back into training, my body has to condition for impact. Now, yeah. like, personally, I, I, if I got hit in the head now, you know, or need or something like that, I would probably get knocked out or dazed a lot quicker than, than if I was in the gym and I was taking little, you know, hits here and there, just a little bit here and there to kind of condition that um out of me but also to condition getting used to kind of getting hit which is kind of sounds like you know if you're not a martial artist sounds a little like twisted but kind of yeah but, but it, it, it conditions you to like oh i can keep my eyes open even though that fist is like coming right yeah Whoa, I get well that's i mean that's the same thing that's one of the things that i stress about self-defense and when it becomes physical know how to fall yeah. Like judo, know how to fall. So when yeah. you fall, you don't smack your head on something or you're not smacking your head on the ground and knocking yourself out or whatever the hell. Know how to fall into a defensive position or if somebody on, exerts or force on you. One, or an offensive one where you're choking the shit out of them. Yeah, you know, there's just there's so fun. much. Yeah. There's just a lot. There really, there really is. There's a lot I should do with video. You know, I, I wanted to know, I, I think the last time I spoke with you, you were training with Hoist Gracie. Do you? I had trained a long time ago. That's who I have my ranking under. That it, and I haven't, honestly, I think the last time I saw Hoist was 2013. That's the last time I saw him. It was in Albuquerque. He did a seminar. I went over to the seminar just to hang out because I've, I've known him since 2001 um so but i have my ranking under your, him you got your black belt under him no i'm for, like the oldest purple belt in the world okay. my four stripe purple belt which i got in okay. 2007 like okay. i, I just haven't wondering. i was i just haven't been evaluated or tested or you know been in a gym where uh gi jiu-jitsu is where do we do a lot of gi jiu-jitsu so and i took the yeah. gi off a while ago <laughs> So, oh, you're doing no gi now? I, I, I've done no gi since, shit, uh, 2007, 8, 9, ah, so like that. It's been a while. You, yeah, and you trained yeah. at a lot of the top, like, MMA gyms in, in, in this country. I mean, like, yeah. American Top Team, you went, you went to... Um, Jackson's. Jackson's. And... Yep. I mean, what did you, like, when you went to, you know, all these different places, what were the key little nuggets that you pick, picked up from each place? 
like you know something different from you know like what oh, is yeah. it, like, four or five my or one well the one thing that confirmed i i developed this motto years ago if the roof don't leak i ain't interested <laughs> meaning that if it's too easy and if it's too new and clean and and perfect and every state-of-the-art piece of equipment you're not going to work as hard i don't think i like the gyms where the roof is leaking it smells a little funny the mats could probably use a better cleaning you know like that's where you got your your grit and your grime and you want to you you work you work harder and you're working with each other you don't have fancy machines to depend on you have to depend on yourself and your training partners Nice. So I like, I like that approach better. Like I'm, that's just what works for me. Not to say that American top team isn't the place because that place has all kinds of state of the art shit and it's beautiful. Yeah. It's amazing. And they have some very amazing fighters and people to work with, but uh, not, not my style. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a big difference between the old Jacksons and the new Jacksons, the new Jacksons MMA, which is JW, not Jacksons mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big, shiny facility. They got two cages, beautiful mats and weights and fancy shit like saunas. And I think they have that cold cryogenic oh, tank thing. Some, wow. th- some shit like that. I don't know. And yeah. they have a on-site, um, like a, not a chiropractor, not a physical therapist, but like a hybrid in between who's absolutely amazing. You go get fucked up on the mats. You walk upstairs to his office and he fixes you. That's awesome. You know, on site. Yeah, it's, it's everything at your fingertips. Everything. I mean, they have people there that will help you get your medicals done. They'll help you get uh, flights or whatever the hell figured out. Everything. I mean, it's, wow. it's become one-stop shopping. Um, the old Jacksons, where I trained at for three years, yeah. um, eh, eh, there's some people around. But it was the roof leaked. Yeah. We had to put this giant, this big giant trash can in the middle of the mats when it rained, <laughs> even though it was it rains in Albuquerque from time to time. Yeah. And uh, if we didn't, well, we'd have swimming lessons in the gym. So, <laughs> nice. so you know, but we That's worked hard up in here at Boston. But it would be a swimming pool from sweat at Sitiatong. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, like there's there's little gyms that like Philadelphia Fight Factory. There wasn't a goddamn thing there. It was just mats. And we busted our asses. And we busted each other's asses. And it was awesome. And we pushed each other. There there wasn't any kind of fancy place to sit and grab your water or some nice cold water fountain. (laughs) None of that shit. Just kind of little... I fixed the roof there, actually. Like, I went up on the roof and the whole thing used to leak. And it used to, like, there's... It would flood the stairs. Oh this drain God. that was clogged up or whatever. So I climbed up on the roof and I fixed the damn roof so it didn't leak. Holy crap, wow. But my point is the places that I've trained at that have kind of been like that, the leaky roof, mom and pop, you know, they, they were the be- they've been the best gyms. I've gotten the best work there. And some of the best people have come out of there. So. Yeah, they're really authentic. Yeah. authentic. Yeah. yeah. Eddie Alvarez. Yeah. The Eddie Alvarez's of the world have yeah. come out of gyms like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's, it's fun. That's, that's I mean, that's just me. 
<laughs> yeah, but it's funny. How did how did you kind of like you know get into it all? Like you know from the very beginning, what was what was that part of your spirit that that brought you into martial arts and that you just were like, oh my god, I found my thing. <laughs> so I uh, okay, so I was born. Let's go back to the beginning. <laughs> I was born in 1978, yeah, which was about four years after the Vietnam War ended. And so after that ended, people wouldn't talk about it because it was a lot of people saw it was an embarrassment to the country and people were not receptive to the veterans that were coming home. And it was, there's, there's a big stigma about it. And people didn't start talking about it until the 1980s. And then you started to have um, movies start to emerge like Rambo and um, different movies that dealt with either Vietnam or people coming back from Vietnam, Platoon and different shit like that. Uh, Magnum P.I., you know, different shows. And so I grew up watching this and it kind of painted in a different light. And so I, you always, it was always about the good guy versus the bad guy and the romanticism of like the one-on-one fight and the, the hero always emerges. Yeah. He might die at the end from his wounds, but he still saved the day and the, the village is safe and whatever shit like that. Mm. So I grew up watching this and being, (laughs) yeah, you know, so I grew up in the eighties watching these awesome movies. I absolutely love another me too movement. Right. From being sexually assaulted. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Movies. That's the me too movement. Yeah. (laughs) Chuck Norris was my hero. Like I loved Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris was like my God. And so like, I wanted to get into karate and then came like Steven Seagal and Van Damme and these guys were just, they were superstars and they were so badass yeah. and they always saved the, they always saved the oppressed and the, the meek or the weak or the person who was victimized or, or whatever. And I was like, this is amazing. This is so cool. I want to do karate. I want to do martial arts. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah, now my I parents. Know you and Roxanne are good friends. <laughs> right, right. So my parents would never allow it. They were not into it. They're just like, no, you're going to get hurt, or you're going to end up hurting somebody. No. So I was like, Gah! whatever. So I played sports. I played team sports my whole life: field hockey, basketball, softball, all growing up since like fifth grade. And um, I, I fi- <laughs> finally, I got in trouble in high school. Um, my senior year, and I got kicked out of all school sports and all school activities. Basically, I got banned from the school except to go to school, and that's it. Oh my. So, yeah, that's a long story. We'll save it for a different day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, my cousin was a New Jersey state trooper, and he had his own Shotokan dojo. Mm-hmm. Well, I, was, I had uh, idle hands. So you guys got to get me into something because I don't usually have time like that on my hands, which is not a good thing. Uh, so my mom called him up and he was like, have her come on over. I was like, okay. So finally, that's how I got started in martial arts. My cousin's dojo, Shotokan Karate. Cool. And come to find out, I 
I had a fear of hitting people. No. I was afraid to throw a punch. I was, I was afraid to hurt someone or I was afraid to hit someone. <gasps> yeah, it was crazy. This is I 1995. Mean, wow. I mean, where do you think that came from? Like, do you I think don't it know. Was always in you? Like, I'm not sure. I mean, I always, I've always had the, the protector kind of thing where I want to stand up for the, the weak kid or, you know, the person that's getting picked on. But I'd never really been in a physical altercation. Yeah. And there was some shit that, that happened, but never mounted to anything. And I was always good at talking my way out of stuff, so I never did, I never really had to. Um, you could say punked out. I I got, I don't know, punked a few times where some chick drew a line in the sand, and if I stepped over it, it was on. Well, I never stepped over the line, so, you know. <laughs> but, so, it took, it took months for him to get me to to actually throw a punch. Like, sparring is sparring. Light contact. It's not a big deal. You're not going to kill anybody. I was afraid to. Huh. So we would do these, these punching drills just in the air, like, yeah, 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 shit like that. And so finally, you'd have a person in front of you, and you'd throw a punch, but you wouldn't make any contact. Well, when it was time to make contact, I still wouldn't make contact. Like, I'd throw a punch, eh, and go, yeah, off to the side. It would never come straight, no. So I just, I couldn't bring myself to do it. So finally he backed me up against the wall and I had to still throw punches and he was standing in front of me. So I didn't have any choice but to hit him. Oh, wow. It was just in the chest. It wasn't like it was hard. It wasn't like it was any kind of like brawl or anything. But finally, it took months for him to figure out a way to make me make contact. Did, did you uh, laugh when you did it? I was so nervous. I was so nervous and so, like, upset and, like, didn't know what to do. But finally, it just was like, okay, all right, this is, this is not as big a deal. Baby steps. So yeah. we took it from there. And, and then things just got, things got better. And I learned how I came, overcame that. So I overcame that kind of shit. And, but I still realized at an early point, because I, I went away to college, um, like, maybe nine months after I started that. And I got into judo at, in college. As soon as I got into college, I got into the judo clubs. I was like, yes! Oh my God! This is like, this is the judo Jean LaBelle shit! Yeah! Slam people to the ground! And I didn't have to throw punches! Yeah! Just get it! Ah! <laughs> so that's how I got, that's how I got into everything. That's how I got into martial arts. I always, I always, I always had the the fantasy of the 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 final showdown between good and bad, and the hero emerges the victor, and yeah, all that shit. So, like, I finally got into martial arts, and I got some shit figured out. But I'd honestly, I'd rather choke somebody than punch them in the face. <laughs> that's just that's just personal. You get I right still don't like them and choke them out. I I get yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, like I still don't like punching people. <laughs> Ah, hate it. I don't like it at all. I punched Roxanne in the forehead and I broke my hand. Oh, See, wow. that's what you get for punching people. <laughs> wow. yeah. yeah, that was in our. I was in our third fight. I was in our third fight. But yeah, so. <laughs> well, yeah. If you break your hand, I wouldn't want to punch anybody either. Ugh. Yeah, it sucks. Don't, don't punch them in the forehead. That's never yeah, a good idea. Not in the forehead. <laughs> I, hit, I hit heads with. Uh, 
oh oh god what's her name um i can't think of her name right now but um we she was sparring with her. i was like oh god you know like i'm i'm at my age i'm like i think I, it was probably about four years ago and i'm i don't want to say my age but i'm up there and oh, oh. and <laughs> and, hey. and, and I, I i got some years on you sister and and uh and I was like, and she comes in on me with like um, a flying knee. And I'm like, you know, I get it. I get out of the way. But head to head, I was like, holy crap. What the hell? Who is this? Oh, what the heck is it? it was, oh, my God. We were sparring up in. Um, pro fighter? She's prone. I think she's pro now. Um, at the time, she might have still been amateur. But it was fun. It's um, oh god, it really bad of me. I've I, I can't think. I'm so bad that I can't think of her name right what now. What has she fought on? Uh, she did fight for Invicta, I think, one time. And, okay. Um. Oh, I. Oh god. Is she in the UFC? No, 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 no. Um. Is she out of like Connecticut? No, she's she's in um she's in Massachusetts. Let me let me hang on. Let me look around. Did up. she just recently fight for a title? No, 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 no. She's she hasn't fought recently. I think she's just doing um maybe some um Muay Thai kickboxing now. She kind of gone she went on a leave, but she she was she oh. had like one or two fights. It was a couple of years ago. But oh. You you might not know her. Let me let me look her up. Hang on for a sec. I I might not. I'm a little bit out of the loop. I, I'm, I'm out just of it. Like, I'm so out uh, of it too my, myself. But let me. I can't believe I'm like having a brain fart. Uh, <laughs> That's really funny. I'm. I mean, I'm 40 and proud. Like I'm. I'm 40, but I'm a f shit. I honestly haven't. I haven't fought in three years. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I can't get a fight. Well, that was Every, and something. people that do offer me a fight offer me like seven hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, I'm not putting in two months of training for seven hundred or a thousand dollars. That doesn't even cover my medicals. Yeah, that doesn't even cover my my food for like weight cutting. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh -uh. The, yeah, the passion, the passion that way is gone. Like, I ain't got it no more for that. Yeah, no, like, you need to be making some money. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're putting... When I was younger, I was all about it. But now, I just got into real estate. I just got my real estate license. How's that going? I just signed with Keller Williams um, uh, two days ago. Nice. Tara LaRosa, real estate agent. Oh, well, you make some money now. <laughs> yeah, finally. Yeah, well, I sure we didn't go in MMA. <laughs> about that on my last podcast for you know fighters that have been you know that are in with with um the oops in 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 with uh you say the ufc and stuff and and you know they cannot they're only making when they fight they're only making money when they fight and i'm like exactly gotta, it, well, that's it, how it usually is i mean unless you're doing shit on the side like seminars and yeah I, you got like some really cool t-shirt that you're selling i don't know like yeah, but you're not gonna sponsors make off of i never had sponsors yeah they, they I, i'm just not a hard to find sponsors I, too that's what yeah, i was never really good at networking and i always got turned down i always got oh you know there's just no money in mma and there's just there's no return on the investment, and I'm just like, all right, yeah. hang on, fine. So that that fighter, <laughs> Sarah Sarah Click. So she she's a, a local fighter here. She has fought on, I think, um, 
Invicta one time she she came up and fought oh. and, uh and then uh she's had some fights around here but oh my god head to head I'm like <laughs> she tried she tried to flying knee you she was doing a flying knee yeah and I was like and I got out of the way of that but then her head came forward and my head just and, happened to be like right yeah white heads and like, this was recently that was a few years ago it was a few years ago. I haven't, I haven't been uh, doing any live sparring in, in maybe about a year or so. I got to get back. But she, like, you're not, you're not a pro fighter. You're not an amateur fighter. You don't have as aspirations of fighting. Oh, and we she were... threw a fucking flying knee on you? Yeah. She was, she was. Yeah, yeah she sounds like she needs her fucking ass beat. <laughs> she, <laughs> No, she's a good, she's a good kid, but she just was kid functious. Kid. Twenties. Yeah. Yeah. She needs to be brought down a peg, maybe learn a lesson. I don't know. Yeah. That was a while ago. I'd do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be more than happy to. That's not okay. It's not okay. I mean, I don't know. It's, I've always been very very courteous of of sparring partners people that would give me the time number one that i could Probably. you know they would work with me but if you're training with somebody that's just not on that level or have that kind of aspiration or that kind of a goal there's a different way that you go with them for some reason maybe because of um I had years of Muay Thai training, but I'm not at a level like any of what, like, you know, yeah. fighters are. Um, yeah, and I know. she probably was a little like, you know, who knows? I don't know at the time, but. It, oh, I'm going to put about. this old lady out. Yeah. I'm going to show her what I can do. I'm going to put this bitch out of the gym. <laughs> yeah, I know the mentality. I, I would have fucking knocked that bitch right the fuck I out. I know, I know. Just but saying. In hindsight, I'm like, it's all water under the bridge and stuff, and and uh, and I survived, <laughs> I survived and, and and went back and came back another day with a little, <laughs> you know, I had like a nice little bump. But that still sucks. It's little war stories, but I mean, overall, in all my years of training, I've never, I've I've only had like maybe two black eyes or something like that, and that was one of them. And another one was from another girl that, yeah, if I saw her today, I'd like to punch her. <laughs> That one I'd like to punch. <laughs> See, that's, yeah. That is fun. That was my job in Philadelphia Fight Factory. When we had people come in that were just either like like street thug or assholes or some, some hoe bag that was just looking to like date fighters or shit. That was my job. If they were, if they were under 170, yeah. I got to run them out of the gym. Or we could say, welcome them to the gym. Welcome and if they were over 170, then there was this dude that we had named Judah who used to just light them up. And it was, it was so much fun. It was a good time, you know. But you can plainly tell when there's people there that, like, we had, a, we had people that would come in and want to just challenge Eddie. They just wanted to fight Eddie. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he was, from, he was from Philly. He's from Kensington. Yeah. Local kid that, yeah. that made it, that yeah. is doing good. And there would be these local assholes that would come in and want to be like, yeah, you ain't so fucking tough, blah, blah, blah. And they come in and try and fight him or whatever and yeah. set Judah on him. <laughs> well, yeah. I just had Tanya Evinger on, and she was training for a fight for the – I know. Her knee got blown out. And the guy, the yep. guy actually came into the gym, you know – went hard or whatever and got you know ridiculous and then and then left 
and, yep. and, and like, she probably never see him again. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And just kind of like, you know, almost like totally destroyed her career. Yeah. For like how long now? How long is it like a year almost? It, it's been it's not um, a year ago. Six no. Seven months, I think maybe a little yeah. longer, but, but yeah. yeah, like huge. not cool. Very not, not cool. cool. Like serious surgery, reconstructive surgery and yeah. shit. Like, yeah, I know. I've talked to her about it. Yeah. I love Tanya. She's like, she's my life coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya's my life coach. <laughs> I love her. She's been through it. She, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's fun. Yeah, like she fun. is. She is some of the original school of hard knocks. Yes, totally. She, yeah, trust totally. me. Totally, <laughs> and I think the younger women that are coming up through the ranks can learn a lot from, say, you, I, and and Tanya. But like, are you? Are you do? What are you doing now? Like for training? Are you teaching? I, I, I teach. Becoming a real estate agent. You've I'm a real estate agent. On. You're a real estate yeah. agent, which is so cool. But I um, I teach. I teach. Um, Basically, I just do like basic kickboxing, cardio kickboxing, yeah, stand up. I throw a little bit of like self defense awareness uh -huh. in to my classes. Just random shit. I don't stress that. I don't. I don't like putting on self defense classes. I'd rather put on self awareness classes. Sure. Because I think it just it puts people in a different kind of mindset. Yeah. When you say self defense, they think they immediately think like that stupid bullshit. Like poke them in the eyes, kick them in the nuts and run away. Uh, that's not what I want people to think of self-defense. So I'm trying to, when I do actually start getting into doing self-awareness, self whatever it gets to be called, I want to try and rebrand it and stress it in a different way. Sure. I'm not a fan of it. My, I'm a fan of concealed and carry. You I am a... I'm not going to say I'm a gun nut because I'm definitely not a gun nut. It right. took a little convincing. Like my friend Shayna Baszler kind of got me into guns. Like I've shot and I taught riflery at one point when I was just out of uh, college at a, actually at a summer camp for kids. Mm -hmm. I taught riflery and archery. Go figure. And um, I was just, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was just not really into guns. I, was, I shot, all kinds of different weapons. Like some guy came over a few weekends and all of us that were camp counselors, we would shoot. There was like a range there. It was cool. But I've always been more archery oriented, knife, things like that. More, yeah. more natural uh, weapons that you could find in the environment. Right. Pick up a fucking broom or, you know, some shit like that, a log, <laughs> that whatever. Was, that was my yeah. training, more weapons that you could yeah. find or, you know. Yeah. I've, I've never been super gun oriented. Rooms. But now I'm all about it. And why, I. Why is that? Why are you all about it now? Because there's just, after some of the things that I've been through, I think that if you're not going to dedicate your life and dedicate time to learning martial arts and awareness, uh, then you need to do something else. And if you really, really are in a bad situation, or if you're entering into, uh, if, you're, if you're in a situation where you have an ex that is volatile and there's a restraining order, you need more than a fucking restraining order. A piece of paper is not going to stop him if he really wants to fucking hurt you. Yeah. I think you need to do more than that. And 
if you just got a restraining order in February and you decide, excuse me, start taking self-defense classes, you know, later in that month, and then he comes at you in March, that's not enough time to learn anything. He surprises you. There, there's a case in New Jersey where um, this woman got a restraining order from, it was either her ex-boyfriend or her husband or whoever the hell it was, and he, uh, she, she applied. New Jersey's impossible to get a gun. In. You can't get a gun license for anything. It's very hard. Um, she applied for concealed carry, and New Jersey is notoriously for taking a long-ass time between four and ten months mm. to get your license. Mm. While she had the license going through, uh, it was a very high-risk case. She had a restraining order against the guy. He eventually he showed up at her home, waited for her. She got out of her car, and he fucking killed her right wow. in her driveway. Wow. Then what? No, you're dead. Yeah. Now you're fucking dead. Oh, but your license is still processing. It might come through. What do you do in the meantime? It's not, it, it's, I mean, there's just, there, there are circumstances that warrant concealed and carry. But you also have to be fucking responsible. Yeah. Don't leave your gun out where your kids can get to it. Yeah. Don't have it in a, don't flash it around. People don't need to know. Yeah. People don't need to know that you have that. You don't want people to know it. That draws attention to you. It can possibly make you a target. Exactly. So there's a lot of things to it that people don't understand. And everybody wants to bag on the NRA. NRA ain't got nothing to do with it. The NRA, to me... I, I mean, I've always wanted to be a member of the NRA, this and that, the other, whatever. I, I grew up on a farm. I'm a country kid. It's a different mm -hmm. deal. Mm -hmm. But I looked into the NRA, and basically it's kind of like an in, insurance company. Like for your, for, I think for like your basic NRA membership, or maybe it was the, the big one, like the, the lifetime one or something, it insures your guns up to like, like $750 or $1,000 or something like that. I was like, oh, it's kind of like an insurance company if anything so i mean it's that's that's it like i'm like no the nra doesn't kill people that's that's ridiculous and nra members are generally pretty upstanding mm -hmm. but i am a lot more um pro-gun now also especially if you're in like really shitty places chicago's no fucking joke yeah. there are still parts of detroit that are not okay. Trenton, New Jersey, Camden, New Jersey. Dude, no, 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 no. Move if you have to. <laughs> Get right. the fuck out of there. That would be the thing to move. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, just move. Yeah. But I just, and then there's, there's just some programs that are coming out now that are really, really spectacular. That, mm. um, like Tim Kennedy's program, Sheepdog Response, mm -hmm. the Sheepdog Response Program. And it, it goes through everything. It, it goes through situations and how to read them and how to read people and how to keep yourself safe and to avoid things from even happening. I mean, it's, it's, it's an incredible course, and I can't speak highly enough of it. And, and but it that's what I'm talking about. It teaches, like, say, women how to carry a gun and how to shoot a gun. And yes, absolutely, and how to be comfortable with it. Yeah. Many of us are not comfortable with firearms, many of us are not comfortable with a gun hmm. because we don't know how they work. Yeah. Because we don't know how easy is it to pull the trigger. 
uh, how is easy is it to unlock the trigger or to take the safety off or what if it happens on accident or you know there's a lot of things that there are a lot of myths and a lot of things that people don't know about guns myself included mm-hmm. but once you get more familiar and you realize that the gun's not going to get up and pull the trigger by itself mm-hmm. and that there are ways to keep the gun very safe mm-hmm. then you start to learn these things and you become not more intimate with it, but just more accustomed and you're not, there's not that fear. It's kind of like the fear of punching that I had. Yeah. You know, just because I throw a punch at somebody doesn't mean I'm going to kill them. Right. You know, exactly. So there, there's a lot of things, but I do suggest as a form of self-defense, if you're really, really serious and you're a responsible human being and not some kind of fucking, wackadoo right i i would suggest concealed carry yeah absolutely especially for women especially for women i know women that carry and um i know why they do and i don't blame them you know yeah i think you know one one woman she was i mean she's a real estate agent actually so she goes to homes you know by herself and it could be you know a male potential client yeah. And not that she's letting anybody know that she's carrying a gun, but she does carry to protect herself because she doesn't know what could occur or happen. And uh-huh. I, I, I've had, I can remember years ago when the guy ended up getting fired, but like I had a guy come into my home when I had my kids when they were small and he was, he was uh, giving me an estimate. It was, he was worked with a big company and he was supposed to give an estimate on the roof. And he, and I'm like, by my by a window and up against the uh the kitchen counter and he came up right behind me and got really close and i kind of, well I actually he came up right front frontwards got like you know like this to me and i turned around gave him my rear end back end and slid and then went out the door and brought it out into public because i was like what the hell is this guy trying to do and later on i found out he got fired and later on i found out he, well, he didn't work for the company anymore. And later on, I found out through the grapevine that he had assaulted some other women in their homes. Yeah. And that's, you know, what could have happened if it, I had, I had some training. I knew, okay, I got to get away from this guy. I sense something was off. And yeah, seriously. And Spidey senses up and, and you know, to get away from the person. But I think sometimes people freeze, women particularly will freeze. So having a firearm as a real estate agent or as a, a, a female, you know, builder, I, I would totally, you know, 100%. There's, there's a case down in contact with uh, on sites where there's cement. <laughs> yeah. <know>? Well, <laughs> I mean, when you, okay, real estate agents, you're going to show a house, a new house yeah. and maybe the owners are there or maybe you're, you're with a buyer that you don't know that well. Know where the entrances and exits are. Exactly. Uh, oh, but easy questions to ask. Oh, yeah. how many doors to the exterior are there? Is there is the is the garage attached? Yeah. Is there a door that leads out into the garage? Mm. How do you, is there a Bilco door in the basement to get up and out? Right. What kind of? That's just a regular. That's a regular real estate question that you can absolutely ask without raising any kind of alarm. Know where things are. Know how to get in and out of places. Yeah. You know, let somebody know that you're going. Yeah. And maybe if you're that scared, have your phone ready to dial 911 at just the press of a button. 
That's it. You know, there's a lot of things that you can do to like, I mean, like you did instead of making some big loud scene, like, Hey, back up off of me or blah, blah, blah. That may, ha I mean, there's nobody else in your house that's going to help you. No, there was you, nobody there. And I didn't you even changed know your, would be outdoors yeah. either. But you changed like, your body positioning and you got out of the situation. Yeah. Simple enough. And without doing that, who knows what could have happened? Could have cost could have costed you your life. Well, it, who knows? I mean, yeah. there, you know, there was there was weapons like on the other side of the counter. There were knives, but I mean, he could have he could have you know done something. You know, he could have touched me in a certain way or whatever. It didn't get to that, but it could yep. have. Exactly. And I, and I was just like, I'm not going to let it get there because then you are kind of forced to struggle or fight if you know or yes or say something yep. firm or whatever and uh, get yourself out of the situation absolutely. as quietly and efficiently as you can that that That's, is the big takeaway from for women to do absolutely yes but anyways That's... so <laughs> yeah so you're <laughs> you've had a lot of changes you've moved around the country you have a new uh, i don't know how new but like you're you're in a relationship yeah Yay. we're coming up on two years Wow, congratulations. Yeah, That's yeah awesome. finally. I found, I found somebody worth keeping around. That's awesome. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's really wonderful because I it's know fun. like there's, you know, there's been a history. I know some of it. Like I, <sighs> I know you had a warrior guy, you know, a long time ago, lost him and all your fights. You would be like, you know, you'd point up and you'd say, hey. Yeah. And, and uh, so I know that was a big struggle. So I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled for you. It's nice to find somebody that you care about. It is. And he, he's from, uh, from Las Vegas and well, he, uh, growing up, he split time between Las Vegas and San Diego. And he hates the desert. And so I had gone out to Las Vegas uh, and, and stayed with them. And, like, we were out there for probably eight months and whatever. And finally, he, his job didn't work out. And then training that I was doing was absolutely flatlined. And we decided, let's get the fuck out of here. And so we both like cold weather. And we both love water and trees and green places, fresher air. And so we were like, where the hell do we go? And with doing what I do, with training and teaching and all that shit, I can go anywhere in the world that I want. So we're, it started with a conversation of, did you know that you could buy a house in Detroit for $700? Wow. Yeah. I mean, you might not make it up the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> in that particular area but did you know and so we just started kind of looking around there and I have a couple friends over here and it's uh, it was between Detroit or Anchorage Alaska oh wow yeah because we love we just I, I mean I'm an adventurer I want to go someplace new that I've never been I want to try some new shit I've always had a fascination with Alaska wow so and I like cold weather the, I love cold weather. I, I don't like the desert. It's disgusting. It's gross. Yeah. Why, why people decide to build a big giant city in the middle of the fucking sand with no ocean near it is beyond me. Yeah. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's terrible. That's so we, we decide on Detroit because he couldn't find his passport, so we wouldn't have been able to drive up through Canada to get to Anchorage anyway. <laughs> wow. 
So I'm going to touch back on Anchorage again, but like in Detroit, are you living in a, in a, in a safe area or are you? Yeah. Okay. It's not Mad Max territory. I promise. (laughs) It's beautiful up here and they've done so much. They've done so, so much to clean it up. I mean, a lot of the, 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 burned down burned out houses or crack houses or boarded up houses they've demolished uh-huh. and now it's just vacant lot a lot of places that were really really bad like that's just a big vacant lot and there's just grass growing um there's still some bad places but they're they're slowly really starting to contain them get rid of them and turn things around and there is a lot of economic growth up here i got to tell you there are jobs and jobs and jobs wow. I can't, uh, from uh, like from help wanted at Burger King or CVS or the local car wash to IT jobs or jobs at Ford or jobs at you know I mean there's everything it runs the gamut anything that you could possibly be into you could find a job here in Detroit wow it's a lot of people are coming here now wow um, I, I mean was- I don't know what people think about who I don't know who your your um, your target audiences, but I mean, love him or hate him, everything that Trump is doing right now, economically, is Detroit is benefiting from it. Really? Like jobs and companies are moving back into the area because there's a lot of places that have been vacant or abandoned, and it's a lot more economical to move here and run your company out of this area. And there's so many people looking for jobs and Mm. employment is going great. I mean, people are, it's really, it's starting to prosper again. It feels like Detroit's coming back and everybody around here is pretty optimistic. And people don't realize it's gorgeous. Really? It's green. It's beautiful. There's trees and grass. There's lakes all over the damn place. There's this big ass lake right next to Detroit, Lake St. Clair, that people don't even know about. Huh. It connects the big two of the big lakes, Lake Huron and Lake Erie. And it's this little, oh, it's gorgeous. It's huh. ridiculous. Well, People I, don't even know. I was going to say, oh, you, you, you've made your gym now your, your, your environment. You know, like when you said you moved to Detroit or whatever, I was like, oh, wow, she's going into some rough and badass areas. That's no, no, not now. at all. No, no. No, I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a city kid. I grew up out in the country. I'm a farm kid. But it's beautiful out here. And the thing is, like, so I guess they consider, like, 8 Mile. Of course, you've heard of the movie. 8 Miles and below is kind of like, eh, it can be. Like, there's, there's pockets. But if you go, uh, and honestly, that's how, that's how the streets are numbered. As it goes up like that, 8 mile, 9 mile, 10 mile, all the way up to, I think it's like 36 mile or something. Wow. You get up to 30, 32, 36 mile, you're out in the country. Wow. I mean, nice. fields. Yeah. Vacant, like trees, wooded area. And it's, it's beautiful. Wow. I mean, seriously, like a lot of like untouched areas. Cool. It's so gorgeous. So how Who knew? Who fucking knew? So who, how do you see, like, what, what are your plans right now for your future? Like being, um, you know, uh, a veteran of, of you know, a, a fight veteran of mixed martial arts. And, and now where you're in Detroit and you got, you know, the boyfriend, you know, life's coming together. You got stuff going on. What are you creating now for yourself? 
I don't know. Um, honestly, like my life has been um, basically centered around just being happy, finding happiness, mm-hmm. and in different places. Like if that doesn't make me happy, let's try this. If this doesn't make me happy, let's try that. You know, that's, that's kind of been like my whole thing because I spent a lot of time uh, as, a, as a younger adult very miserable and depressed or shitty or bad outlook. So, like, honestly, it's more about finding happiness. And right now I'm pretty happy. Cool. Um, I, it's hard because, of course, I'm transitioning from MMA. I'm not retired. I haven't retired because I'm definitely open to taking a fight. If something comes along, you know, that offers me, you know, something decent, I'm not going to fight for fucking five, $700. Like, I'm over that portion of my fucking life. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so I'm not out of it, but I guess I'm transitioning into whatever's next. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things. I mean, I'm really, I've been thinking about real estate for years. And I think it's very interesting because, I mean, we were looking at houses and we were, we were thinking about buying something instead of throwing money into rent where you're getting no equity at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, we just look at – it's just interesting. Different, different houses and, and different locations and what they have to offer and how close are they to this and what kind of amenities are near that and how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms is the – full basements, the attic usable, shit like that. I think it's fascinating to me. I mean, maybe it sounds boring to other people, but I would love to help people find the house of their dreams, a house that fits them and suits their needs. You know, that's a, that's a big thing. Buying a house is a big fucking deal. That's a lot of money. That's a lifetime savings for a lot of people. So that's something really special. And so you want to really help them. I I would love to help people find that one special place that could be their forever home that they're going to raise their family in and make their, their lifetime memories in grow old in and look back at the wonderful memories and little check marks on the wall for how their kids grew and shit like that. Like that, that's just the kind of thing that appeals to me. Mm. Yeah, so I'm I'm into it. Like I'm into it. So I thought I'd give it a shot. Why not? Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, it know? sounds like too. You had all a long, a lot of years of time really for yourself and your, you know, exploring. Yeah. You know, your fight career and everything. And it sounds to me like now you're kind of like, oh, I'm I'm liking maybe a little bit of settling down kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I've been moving around a lot. I've moved yeah. around a lot in the past 20 years to the point where you get so disoriented when you move into a new place that you wake up in the middle of the night and there's a wall where the door should be. And like, you just, you just disoriented and you're just displaced and you just can't even get your bearings. Yeah. I just want to kind of maybe settle the hell down. And New Jersey is just too expensive. <laughs> you can't even deal like I wouldn't even be able to pay taxes on a place. Right. It's it's ridiculous. I'm just it's and just the way things are going over there now, I just don't I'm sad. But you know, Jersey proud from Jersey, whatever it's worth. But yeah, so Michigan's is neat. There's so it's a world of adventure up here. <laughs> oh, awesome. I'm glad you found your place. Yeah, let's hope. Who knows? Maybe next year we'll move to Anchorage. 
just seems just to be take, how it goes. Take a trip. You've been there before, haven't you? No, I've never been to Alaska. Oh. No, but I watch all of the Alaska shows on TV. Really? <laughs> oh, wow. I even have an Alaska app that tells you everything about it. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Well, I follow the weather. It's ridiculous. see if you like it first. Yeah, that's what I think. Times and, yeah. and check it out or whatever. I imagine the people are probably a little bit weird. <laughs> I mean, number one, you live in majority. It's very fucking cold. Yeah. And it's very dark for a lot of the times, sometimes. And you're kind of cordoned off from the rest of the world. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be interesting. To make that choice, too, <laughs> like, ooh, that's a, that's a big transition from going, you know, from right? far even and, and going up there. But I want to do it while I'm young, while I can still move around and not, it's not like, I'm 70 years old and I can't pick up my couch. I can't pick up the TV on my own. I got to hire people to do it. Like I still have the energy and I still, you know, I'm still young enough to, to do adventures right. like that, you know? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, yes. I don't know. So will you still be doing jujitsu too? I mean, do they have jujitsu? And yeah. 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 Where I'm at, like the gym that I fell into fuse MMA. Okay. Uh, they have jujitsu, uh, gi and no gi, and they have Muay Thai kickboxing, and they have kids classes, and cool. uh, I teach the women's kickboxing class, and it's uh, it's awesome. It's fun. Awesome. Do you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, have you looked in Anchorage, and do they have anything up there for? They do. There's actually a pretty good gym there. There's a pretty good really? school there. Yeah, oh. well, actually, a couple black belts too. So, like, all right, oh, that's cool. Wow. And there's actually Alaska. Alaska Fighting Championships. There's a, there's been a long running uh, promotion up there since I think it started up somewhere in like, huh? Shit, I don't know, like the oh early two thousands. So if you if you like they've been around a while, there, get on their fight card, <laughs> right? I tried, I tried, I did. Actually, last year I spoke to them. I was like, I am super interested in fighting for your organization. I mean, I was like, I, I know you probably think that I'm super expensive because, you know, I've yeah. fought on all kinds of shit. But honestly, I just wanted to fight on their show for the, the trip up there. Yeah. And for the reason to go up there. I would have fought for like 400 bucks. I, I didn't care. <laughs> I just wanted to go see Alaska. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that, would be one, that would be, a you know, a paid vacation. <laughs> exactly. That's how I looked at it. That's that how I looked at it. Yeah, so, but they couldn't find anybody for me to fight, so, oh, mm, you know. Maybe in another year or two. They, they need so, to somebody. Look, to my biological them. clock is ticking off the wall here. Oh. It's, it's time to get going. <laughs> True. I know. Like, that. that's the thing. I mean, there is a woman at our gym that's still, she's 46, and I think she's still fighting. She's still an amateur. She's She started, like, in her 40s. And, uh, yeah. And still has that, you know, get out there, that little edge, and I'm like. Oh, Yeah. There's still people, like, I mean, even in the UFC, Marion Renault, I think she's 40 or 41. Wow. Yeah, that chick's in, in fucking shape. Wow. Oh, my God, chick is ferocious. Well, you Holy gotta shit. think that the, you have a mental edge when, when you have that kind of wisdom, maybe. Yeah. You. I'm just... Like years of experience, wisdom or something. Yeah, I've also that. got years of experience, and I'm a little burnout, to be honest. I'm kind of like, ugh. If it doesn't involve politics in the sport, then yeah, okay, I'll take that fight, sure. 
But if I got to jump through all kinds of political hoops and dot my T's or dot my I's and cross my T's and all that stupid shit that I'm not interested. Right. right. Just count me out. I'm good. Seriously. Oh, well, I have so. one little last question for you because we have been on for a little while now. I'm oh, shit. Yeah, I have. lost track of time with you. <laughs> is I, I i kind of ask you know everybody this it's like uh were you ever told no or kept from doing something because you were a woman and how did you deal with it well, of course I know. oh of course of course sure i did uh, i just uh let's see i'm trying to think of um specific instances so it's more than one <laughs> Oh, Christ. My whole life. I mean, I've always been interested in more, I guess, uh, things and activities that were geared more toward men. So, of course, I got told no a whole lot. Um, I, I wanted, oh, I wanted so much to go into the military. I really, like, coming out of high school and then even into college... I wanted to go into the military. Like that was that was what I was going to do after college. Go into the military. That's what I wanted to do. Um, but at that time, the the mid and late nineties, there was there was no options for women to do cool shit. Yeah, we couldn't do anything. You can't. I mean, you can't go infantry. You can't do special forces. You can't do any cool shit. Right. And honestly, like legit, this maybe this is gonna sound weird, but I just wanted to like shoot bad guys and blow shit up. Like that's what I wanted to do. Like I don't want to sit there and 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 do paperwork or you know shit like that. It's just not not my deal. Yeah, was, um, I think it might have been even you know you you were either uh, medical in the you'd be a nurse or something like that or some yeah. Sort of- you know combat medic i wasn't really into the whole medical thing thing that would be the closest thing to getting yeah live action i think so it just that that never happened which is unfortunate that would have been cool like that would have been that's probably the only other thing that really ever interested me other than martial arts like i really like really not interested in anything yeah like my mom always wanted me to come home come back to Woodstown, New Jersey and work in a bank. Why don't you work in one of the banks? Yeah. Or why don't you substitute teach? Yeah. Mom, I stop know. it. That's Just stop it. Know. Just please. Like, be a teacher or be a nurse or a hairdresser. Hairdre- yeah, hairdresser. That's a big one. Right. Not that those are, you know, they're right for some people, but for not yeah. I, that ain't going to cut, you know, like that ain't going to work. Yeah, you know, like, not that those are bad jobs. Some people, yeah, I mean, they're they're I mean, fucking they're, they're, they're badass at it, but yes, and I not, and I think not that's my deal that they they can do that. But when you're looking at um, uh, <clears throat> people, with I was just different different needs to, yeah. to feel like themselves. Yeah, going into some other profession where I completely understand you wanting to be in the military. I had never even considered that until. I got much older and then I, I, I realized I'm like, that is part of my, my natural um, being, but I wasn't awoken to it until much later when I started my martial arts career. Like, yeah, because even back when we were growing up, this is it. This is what I've been like looking for all this time. And I didn't even know it existed in me. 
Well, well, there was still, it was still rare for women to do a lot of things outside of the box, like eighties, yeah. nineties. We people, women were just starting to branch out and do like different, maybe non-traditional things. Right. And same with men. Men were crossing over into things like nurses and orderlies, things like that, that were traditionally yeah. women's I mean, jobs, be a secretaries, whatever. You could yeah. be a doctor. So, a female doctor was so rare. I mean, they yep. are, they they are they exist, but they, it was rare to come across one. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, but thankfully. Yep. So that was. So, uh, well, uh, not that, that I was. So I wasn't so much told no about that. It was just not available. Available. What I really wanted to do, and then I mean, I I mean. I don't know about how much of it was a woman. I was also told that I couldn't do two sports. I couldn't excel in MMA and jujitsu at the same time. I had to pick one or the other. Well, I basically told everybody to fuck off and I became number one in both. Yeah. So if you're still watching, this is still what I think of you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you can, yes, you can. You just got to want to do it. Um, as a woman, uh, it was just, I, I was told a lot that, um, like I, I managed myself for a really long time because it was small shows. What the fuck do I need a manager for? Who's going to take a 10 or 15% cut of my money? I was only making like 500 bucks. The hell, why are you going to give somebody a cut of that? It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was told that, well, there's really no market for women. You know, it's just really not that big of a deal. It's more of a side show than anything else. I got told this by promoters. Woo! I got told this by promoters. There's, there's just, you know, there's really no market for it. And, you know, it's just, are you fucking serious right now? Yeah. That was, like, the big thing. Like, people that actually put on women's fights yeah. had the best responses to those fights throughout the rest yeah. of the card. Exactly. Some of them were the better fights. They were. I was there. I saw them. Yeah. I was like, oh, my word. But it was used as a bargaining chip mm. to, so to keep pay. you from asking too much money or to, yeah. to, keep you, to, to keep you under their thumb. Give you, oh, well, you know, it's very $300. Yeah. Yeah. You fucking kidding me right now? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. Um, because you. I'm a woman, I'm sure there are more instances, but the thing with it is when I would hear something like that or somebody give me that kind of like a, like a vibe or a tone, I just either, I circumvented it and went and found a different way to do it. Or I just changed my direction and did something else. Mm. Like with the whole military thing, instead of going to the military, I, I was more interested in physical fitness and PT than anything, you know? Like, I just wanted to stay in shape. Like, my whole life had revolved around sports. What the fuck are you going to do after college? You're not playing sports anymore. Right. Shit, what do you do then? Oh, no, you go sit in a fucking cubicle in a goddamn office and you get fat. So that sucks. Yeah. Um, but I found MMA. And so that was just the only avenue that was presented to me or that I could find to get into to keep my, my love of competition and physicality and, um, you know, just physical fitness alive. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a hobby. I never tried to, I didn't ever want to become number one or make it a career or anything, but it just kind of happened. That's just how it worked out. 
And that's just, I mean, I'm, I come awesome. from, I come from manual laborers. Yes. I mean, that's what's in my blood. We're not, yeah. we're not CEOs and we're not like, yeah, we don't do paperwork. Like my family, I come from a long line of farmers. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, no. Yeah. And that's, so that's what I'm, you know. And you're a, a pioneer in women's mixed martial arts. I want to thank you, Tara, for <laughs> me today, giving me the the what's up on on the last few months of of you, um, you know, setting men straight on the internet how troll. Women should be, you know, training in martial arts or not. Um, on whether I mean, just do it for fitness, for fuck's sake. Or, Get your ass in shape. Just yeah, just to get into it and and yeah. So I just want to want to thank you so much for being on the show. But thanks for having me. It was awesome. <laughs> so hey, that was Tara Larosa. She was a pioneer in women's MMA, and she really did a lot for helping to bring the sport up. If you like what you heard today and are eager to hear more, remember to subscribe, download on iTunes. Or better yet, drop us a line or an email to get updates on up-and-coming guests. And you can also check out my blog at evolvewmma.com or simply follow us at facebook.com backslash I love WMMA. This is Shelly Devine. Until next time, thanks for listening.